you know, I, I just wish that there was some way for me to be like more British without actually being British. Yeah. Uh, I have some family in Canada. Oh, now that's interesting. Wait a minute, we're live. Oh, wait, we are live. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the All That in a Glass of Water podcast. I'm your host, Trevor. I'm your other host, Lily. And do we have water today, Lily? We have water today. You know it. Thank God. As we do every week, no exceptions. No exceptions. Hey, guys, we recorded a segment here that we really can't put into the podcast for it to seem natural. Um, I don't, you know what? I don't remember what it was, though. Lily, could you remind me? All right, that that was a little segment we like to call 15 Seconds of Silence. Uh, that's got to be my favorite segment that we've done so far, and I think that we should expand it to be... We could even, honestly, we could do a 20 minutes of silence um, segment. I think that would be pretty entertaining. Yeah. What if we release that one um, on July 22nd, 2037, the day I die, <laughs> and then I won't be able to talk regardless? Yeah, there we go. And then I could sit across from your dilapidated, uh, maggot-infested corpse. Oh, I'm having my corpse sent into space not before i put maggots in it that's an extra part of the experiment for the scientists they get to find out what happens when maggots go on the space corpse do you think are there have there been flies in space i think so i think that was one of the first ones they sent really yeah that was that was pre-dog even it might have been like a a fruit fly was it did the fly have a name flick flick the fly yeah it did die Flew to the um, fire in the sky. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. A little slam poetry this week. <laughs> Flick went on a mission to Jupiter to get more stupider, and he blew up on re-entry. He was so dumb on the way back, he couldn't pilot the rocket, and he did die. Um, in Flick's defense, he did not have any... Uh, even any hands or like a brain. I guess flies probably have brains, right? Just not, not not after Jupiter, they don't. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get to the water here. We got some water. This is water uh, from uh, Water Fountain five seven nine nine in the uh, Chapel Hill Undergrad Library. Is that actually the number it is? It had a tag on it. That's more for us, so we can go back and be like, oh, we've used 5799 already. Yeah. It had both 5799 and 5800 on it, so we're kind of a double dip this week on okay. on water. I'll try to sip just the 5799. You try to sip just the 5800. Okay. Yeah, I kind of put them in one at a time from mm-hmm. the same fountain and hoping it kind of levels out like when you put oil and water together. Yeah. So, so you just, just you drink the first half, yeah, and then I'll drink the the okay. fifty eight hundred on the bottom. This there we is go. this is five seven nine nine. All right, it's pretty good. This is five eight zero zero. It's pretty good. You can tell it's from a library. You can tell this water is well read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um. That's pretty good, actually. Like, not even I'm not even joshing here. I'm not even joking around. Uh, yeah, it's pr- it's That's pretty solid. Tasty water. Yeah, it might be just because it's cold. I'm not used to really cold water. My water is normally like pretty pretty lukewarm. Mm. Why is that? It just something about my tap at home doesn't get too chilly. 
Oh, that's no good. It gets very hot, almost painfully so, like really quickly. Have you tried like putting a lot of ice underneath your sink? Uh, you know, I haven't tried that. I would try that. Okay, I'll give that a go. You're going to have to get like a, you know those big bags of ice you get from the gas station? Yeah. You're going to want to get like five of those a day. Okay. And then you'll have icy cold water. Would it not be more efficient to go cut out the middleman, put the water, put the ice in the glass? I mean, you could do that Mm -hmm. um, if you want a bunch of melted ice in your water. But now there's melted ice under my sink, and it's all over the ground. It's all in my in my woodworking. Just close the uh, just close the cabinet. I keep my woodworking in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna get um, all wet when the ice melts. I don't. <laughs> well, now, uh, I don't. I don't think it's very smart to put your woodworking in a area where plumbing occurs. Well, I have great trust in my pipes. Oh. These boys aren't going to leak. You don't think? You know what it might be? Mm -hmm. I do what's called hot woodworking, (laughs) where the woodworking's really hot. So that might be warming up the water from proximity to the pipes. So are the, the, is it the tools you're working with are hot? The wood is hot or you are hot? I get, I only use wood that's been struck by lightning uh, and kind of permanently imbued with, with heat. And then it it stays hot forever. So it's almost like radioactive in a way. Yeah, yeah. I go to the, to the store. It's ran by a man covered in welts who also has many types of cancer. And he sells me uh, hot wood, and it looks a lot like <laughs> raw uranium. <laughs> but he promises it's not that. Um, I would give this water, I'm thinking like three out of five. Three out of, three out of five what, Trevor? Thirsty points. Thank you. Um, I, I gave my, last week I gave my home water four out of five. So I feel weird giving this a four out of five also, but I like it. I'm going to finish, uh, this is in my water bottle. I'm going to finish this today. How, sure. how are you going to go back and face your pipes after after saying that about this water compared to your home water. Well, they know if they if they talk back, they're going to get the the hot wood. I'm going to put it on them as punishment. So they you know, they know their place. You're really cruel. You know that? Uh, it's uh it's a tough but fair. I I say I'm going to give this 4 out of 5 thirsty points. Lily, can you tell me a joke? Uh, not a problem. What you call a rabbit that can't jump? I don't know. What do you call a rabbit that can't jump? No jump hair. I'd I'd like to try again. Okay, you can. You can <laughs> I'll permit you to try again. What What do you call midnight? I don't know. What do you call midnight? <laughs> 12 p.m. Wait, no. <laughs> That's not right. What were your... Uh, well, uh, pick one of your options so I don't have to think for a second. Okay. We can start 
Trevor just threw his phone right onto the floor. I did. I have no respect for my technology or my um, physical property. Just rub some hot wood on it, man. Um, you want to talk about compliment etiquette because this has been on my mind. Yeah, let's talk about compliment etiquette. Okay. Um, do you ever give strangers on the street a compliment? Like if I'm like walking somewhere and yeah. I pass by someone and they have like a nice sweater I like or something? Sure. Or also what type of compliment would you give them? You, you would say, hey, that's a nice sweater. I know there's no way if I saw someone and I liked if and I liked something about them uh, I will internalize that until I die you'll internalize like you'll feel worse about yourself <laughs> <laughs> yeah because I see the value in other people and I'm like I don't have that sweater <laughs> why am I even here I feel that though that's yeah um uh, okay but no, so I mean you, genuinely, like I wouldn't, I would not give someone on the street a compliment. I think that's, you know, I I don't know. Like I'm not gonna stop someone, um, if they're walking or even if they're like on a bench. Mm-hmm. For the most part, I'm not going to compliment them. Could be it could be pretty quick. You could, no one needs to stop. Just hey, I like your sweater. Thanks. Yeah. You both keep walking. Sure. I've I've been known to do that occasionally. I don't do it too often. Mm-hmm. Um, what has your experience been with that? Like, I mean, pretty much goes exactly as I described. <laughs> Just simple, um, uh, nice sweater, move on. Yeah. This. Do you ever wish you got more of those from other people? Um, I mean, not really, I guess. I don't really think about it, honestly. Whenever someone gives me a compliment, I'm shocked <laughs> that I like did something right or that I'm wearing something stylish because usually I just wake up and I go wherever I need to yeah and don't really think about how I'm being perceived by the outside world right but people um, could be like hey nice eyes you know something you don't put work into it's just an innate part of you that's pretty good I think that's weird to compliment something someone on their um like a like a physical appearance unless you're unless I know them personally so like, you're complimenting if you were to ever do this, which you never would, you would want to compliment the effort someone put in or like the, the work they yeah. did shopping. Yeah. Or the, not the work genetics did. Yeah. Or the eye they have for style, something like that. Yeah. Or like, like, um, I've complimented friends on their makeup before, especially if I know that, uh, they enjoy doing that, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I guess I try to, I try to carefully place my compliments, you know? Like yeah. if, if, if I know that, oh, this is something, this is an interest they have. Um, it's probably something they've put work into. I'll try to compliment them um, there. But generally, like, uh, no, I won't compliment someone on their eyes or, like, I don't know, their belly button. <laughs> um, well, what if they – what if someone – I wouldn't – I would never do this. What if someone's, like, clearly had, like, a nose job? People oh. always say, like, oh, she looks like she's had work done. I never know what they mean. I don't think anyone looks like they've had work done. Some people look kind of weird, but people look weird all the time. Well, I mean, I think that it's mainly, like, Hollywood people. I don't think, right? I, I mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't know anyone personally who's had major, extensive uh, plastic surgery done um, without, you know, I guess maybe if you were like in an accident or something and had to have reconstructive surgery, 
Yeah, you would go around and saying, oh, they look like they've had work done. <laughs> and they have, like, burns. They were pretty insensitive of yeah. you. Yeah, I I think that's a good way to go about it. I, cause when I was thinking about this, it was that I don't get compliments on the street pretty much ever. Sure. I think people don't want to talk to me. I think I have a threatening aura. I, I don't I, think it's that people don't want to talk to you. I think people on the street just are just doing their own thing, you know? I don't know. I, I've been with people in public who get so many compliments in public, like oh. every time we go out. Right. Um, which was always weird to me. And I was like, how come when we're a pair, we're a duo out here, only you get the compliments? Hmm. And it's like, well, I, I, I look unremarkable, I guess. Or I did at the time. Um, and yeah, because they were, were clearly making some bold choice, which I guess is what you got to do if you're looking for more public stuff. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. I was just like, I don't know. I The only time people compliment me, and it's people that I know, will be when I'm clearly putting work into clothes, particularly feminine ones, because mm-hmm. people know I, I'm, I'm still struggling with it. Mm-hmm. And I, I do like when people are like, hey, you put those pants on correctly. They right. don't say it like that, but that's what the compliment means to me. It's like, oh, hey, the the hole in those jeans doesn't go over your dick. You got it right. <laughs> is that well, oh, is that a thing that that's different between men's and women's fashion? Well, like when there's when there's ripped jeans. Uh huh. And I'm like, well, what if I need to pee? So I I used to have a tendency to to put kind of align my penis with the rip in the jeans. But wait, those are normally so, around the knee. Wait, the rip would be... <laughs> wait, so there would be a hole in your jeans, and it would be over your penis? And your yeah. penis would be yeah, what, but it was out like, flapping? Like, what do you mean? Well, no, I wore underwear. Just right. like how, you know, you know, uh, jeans have a zipper. Yeah. But I was like, there's a, there's a rip right there. So I put one leg in, right. fold the other leg up so as to put my, uh, put my penis through the hole. And then one of my legs is fully bare. Uh, and people people did the opposite of compliment me on that on the street. <laughs> they were running. They ran away. Wait. Are you saying that you put one leg in one pant and just your penis in the other? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, let's, yeah. That's what I did. And you were like, why isn't where, where's the third hole? I don't understand. There should be three. Yeah, and that's why I appreciate. Now that I figured it out, I watched a couple of YouTube videos that were how to wear women's jeans, and it was right. the same. That was the that was the main issue. Is when I was kind of figuring out this this whole new clothing style. It's not. It's the it's you wear them the same as 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 regular old bog standard men's jeans. Right. So really, there's little difference between men's and women's jeans. Yeah. I'm spending a lot of money. <laughs> That's not a joke. I'm is wasting it, so much really? money. Really? Is it like a lot more expensive? No, they're the same, but just I I bought the set of jeans I have like 10 years ago. <laughs> oh, right. Having, like seven years ago. And that was the last time I grew significantly. Yeah. So like I've just been going on the same, you know, because jeans I'm still getting are like $60, but I stopped spending that money so long ago. And now I need to build a whole new set of jeans just because- they say uh, they have written on the butt for women only, so everybody knows they're 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 talking to the real deal. Hell yeah! Plus, then you got everyone staring at your ass, that's and right. that's just gonna get you more compliments. Yeah, if 
if someone has like one of those pants that says juicy on their ass, can you say like hell yeah? Can you can you say something to them about how say, they're right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's dripping right there. That is you're right. <laughs> hey, um, get a napkin. <laughs> <laughs> it's everywhere. What are you doing? Come on. <laughs> Have some respect for your surroundings, please. Gosh, I'm gonna slip in this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put I'm gonna get jeans that say dry. So everybody knows they're dealing with hygienic, clean, no ju- no dripping here. Yeah. You can make a gravy out of that ass. <laughs> you can you could reduce that ass down into a syrup. <laughs> <laughs> Come to Starbucks to get the the new ass latte. <laughs> yeah. I forget how I started this conversation. The um, compliment thing or the gene thing? Yeah. Uh, that's our opinions on, on compliments. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I, I think uh, it, that very much is like a cultural thing. I think uh, mm-hmm. uh, women get more compliments um, just in general. I'm curious. Are the Whenever you're with someone and they get compliments, who's who is complimenting them? Um, that's another important distinction. It's either other women mm-hmm. complimenting. These are these are women that I'm with getting a lot of compliments. Mm-hmm. Or if it's another woman complimenting them in a genuine way or a man doing it and it's almost always weird. Yeah. Which is yeah. not just because it's a man doing the compliment because, yeah, they, they pick worse stuff. They would say, hey, that ass, you could make a syrup out of it. Yeah. Even if they don't write juicy on the ass. If I like got a stack of flowers, like a big or a bouquet of flowers rather, mm-hmm. and I started going out onto the street and saying, "Madam, you have the most enchanting eyes I've ever seen." Yeah. Do you think that would work? Do you think that I would get their number? I. Or their um, uh, uh address at which I can uh, call on them. Hmm. I don't think you could get. I think you could. Uh. If we're being a little more altruistic, I think you could make their day. <laughs> because right. I think if that you're doing that in a non weird I want your number, it's not I mean it's not weird to want someone's number in the street. But mm-hmm. like in a just like, hey, you you genuinely are enchanting. Here's a rose. Right. I'm gonna yeah. move on to the next person. I would love that experience. Now here's the kicker. Okay. The rose in the thorns. Uh, is a DNA collection device, <laughs> and once she pricks her finger on the thorns, I have, uh, I have the the ability to clone her, and I will clone her. How are you going to fully? How are you going to ensure that she pricks her finger, or is it just like a law of large numbers? Someone's going to eventually. It's, uh, I mean, law of large numbers. Yes, uh, I'm also go- going to add more spikes. It's going to be like mostly. <laughs> I'm going to have to hand them the flower just using the tip of my fingers because it's mostly thorns. Oh, and then the, when they take it by any point. Yeah. Unless they touch your finger and they're not going to want to do that cuz no. it's already a pretty weird interaction. And if, if they've touched my finger, I've already succeeded. So I don't I don't I don't even need uh, to clone them. You put spikes on your finger too? No, I'm saying uh, the just the simple touch of a woman is enough <laughs> to satisfy me. Oh. Yeah. So the cloning is just so that you can hold their hand. Oh yeah, for I'm, a moment and then you're going to kill them? Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. That, I'd say go for it, man. All right. I'm going to start doing that. Uh, ladies, if you see me on the street, um, 
and I have some flowers, feel free to come up to me um, and uh, uh, give me a light touch on the hand or else I will clone you and I will kill you. This is basically the plot of a Black Mirror episode. Have you seen that one? Well, uh, probably. I mean, I've seen all of them. Which one? The, the USS Callister. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, he do yeah. be doing that, though. That's true. My main man, Jesse Plemons, do be uh, pricking people's fingers with roses and then cloning them and then playing playing around with them in Star Trek world. Is I, I always thought it was weird in that episode. And, like, don't don't take this the wrong way. Okay. But I always thought it was weird that he didn't have sex with them. <laughs> like, I feel like if that happened in real life, like, he would have sex with them, you know? Oh, yeah. I think that, that may be crossing a line in terms of too fucked up. For it to put on, like, on Netflix or television or whatever? Or? Yeah. And also, um, no. I was going to say, like, then he loses all redeemability, but I, I think he did that. Yeah. It's kind of step one. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's... A, that would just kind of be torture porn if yeah. we're like, we're going to rape them too. Yeah. I said that too loud. We are in a public library. <laughs> 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 I'm, I didn't quite hear you that time. Could you repeat that? We're not going to do that. I'm sorry. I'm, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Netflix. I'm sorry, Jesse. All right. And now a word uh, from our sponsor, Lily. Um, I didn't bake these biscuits, but I'm sure as hell going to eat them. That's right, everybody. Today we're sponsored by Pillsbury. Biscuit Company. Uh, thank you, Pillsbury. Um, uh, Lily has made me bake all of her uh, baked goods for the past five years. I've been her personal pastry chef. That's um, right. Pillsbury, you have never failed me, uh, and I will continue to use your products uh, in all future uh, baked goods that I serve. So thank you. Can we can we briefly talk about ads? Yeah. Let's talk about ads. Because this, this show's a long way from having ads, I imagine, ever. I'd, I'd, I'd say it's inc- probably the farthest away you could be, yeah. Well, you know, we're four episodes closer than we were a month ago. That's that was true. the one-month anniversary, by the way. Oh, hey, uh, yeah. Congrats. It's a, yeah. This is also, uh, for the one-month anniversary, this is the Soundboard Spectacular. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, ads. Ads. I hate podcast ads. You know what? I got to say that I hate podcast ads, too. I don't like that one because it's just really loud in my headphones. It hurts my ears. (laughs) (laughs) But it's really funny. Oh. (laughs) Um, You know the podcast Dear Hank and John? Uh, I know it. I have not listened to it. I do watch their videos uh, pretty regularly, though. So Yeah, they have this bit on the podcast where they, they run very few ads. Every now and then there'll be literally one ad on a podcast. But they had a bit where they'd be like, oh, before we forget, this episode is sponsored by... And then they say something like a joke in relation to what they've already said on that episode. So we'd be like, this episode is sponsored by Juicy Ass. Juicy Ass. You could sl- soak it up in a in a napkin. Um, they would do that, and I, for the longest time while listening to this show, when they said, "Oh, this episode is sponsored by," I would spam the forward button like ten times, and I missed that bit for like a hundred episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I never knew that was a joke. I just heard an ad, and I would get angry, and I would go, "Nope, we're not listening to that crap." Um, so yeah, that's funny. That's my reaction to podcast ads. I do you listen to 
uh, Conan O'Brien needs a friend. I haven't before. It's it's on my list. Uh, it's pretty good. He they do, they do ads, but Conan like ads thing like they're entertaining. Like it's still mm-hmm. pretty entertaining. Yeah, which I think is the right way to do ads. Yeah. in the modern day, ours would be so funny. Hey, hey, brands, we'll take we'll take Manscaped. We'll take fucking Manscaped to start. Yeah, uh, we, it'll be really funny. Just give us a just give us an email. <laughs> Our first email ever. <laughs> it's gonna be. We want to pay you three thousand dollars. We're we're gonna get them like five sales guaranteed though. For sure. That's five guaranteed sales. Yeah. Uh, what were you saying about Conan? Just, oh, they're just he just uh, reads. They're they're just entertaining, and I think that's the right way to do it. Yeah. You know what I think is interesting today. Is mm-hmm. that uh, I feel like in like back in the olden days of television, um, sometimes you would get Johnny Carson, you know, holding up a big thing of uh, snow peas or whatever. He's uh, advertising the, the the plant snow peas. Oh uh, well, like you know, like the, the Green Giant, yeah, whatever. Oh okay, no, he's like, um, hey, the snow peas, <laughs> they came to me <laughs> from the mountains. <laughs> my Johnny Carson impression. The snow peas came to me from the mountains and they told me that I had to advertise for their consumption on my Tonight Show. The podcast My Brother, My Brother and Me um, does similarly funny ads. Mm -hmm. I I mentioned this because yesterday I was uh, focused on driving and I didn't, it was a a stressful little moment so I didn't want to move my hand to skip the, the ads. Turns out they're really funny, and I've been I've listened to like 200 episodes of that show. I've skipped the ads on every single one. They got oh, no. some killer bits in there. You know what? This segment's been too much advertising for other podcasts. Don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. Don't you dare listen to something else. Okay. No. If you're gonna listen to something else, put in a different headphone in your other ear and listen to it at the same time as us. Okay. That's right. Maybe try a Raycon headphone. <laughs> <laughs> Use code. Uh. Use code BEEF to get 50% off your Raycon earbuds. 50%? 50% off. That's Whoa. right, folks. Uh, you will, however, have to buy them uh, one at a time, and they are, uh, uh, they've doubled the price. So each one is the same as two would have been before, but they're now 50% off. Plus our $5 finder's fee. And you have to pay that directly to us. Uh, they won't process that on the um, the Raycon website, so you're going to want to send that $5 directly to us in the mail. Yeah. We got P.O. Box. Uh, ask. You're going to call up your local mail directory. You're going to say, where do I get to Trevor and Lily? Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll say that. And then they'll re- they'll redirect you. Yep, they'll lead you to the back, uh, and we will be sitting there, ready to receive your money. That's right. Any state, any city, any time. We are in every post office in America. Run. Um, I have a story I wanted to tell this week. Okay. This is kind of a personal story, so I figured I'd tell it on our podcast. These are the best, the best ones. I just love learning more about you. You know. I, you know, I love learning more about me too, um, <laughs> and that's why. Okay, I had a very interesting weekend this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, we were supposed to see a show on Friday, I think. Which did? Did you go to that? No, I didn't okay. go to the show. Um, anyways, I ended up canceling because I was up all night the night before. But I wake up around nine, right? And this is a Friday night. I have absolutely no plans. 
Um, so as I do very often, almost every day, I go on the internet and just start like, you know, just finding shit, whatever. Mm. Um, and I come across uh, a local arcade. Oh, um, oh boy. And this isn't just any arcade. Um, this is a, a pornographic arcade. <laughs> what? Yeah. It's a, it's you a heard what me right. It's a pornographic arcade. That's crazy. Now, these things were really popular in like the 90s, 2000s, I'm pretty sure. That's like their peak of popularity. Okay. And basically what it is is you can go in there and for some fee um, or for, for, for some fee, you can go in there and you can watch pornography and like uh, either your own little booth or, like, booth or like a theater or something. Um, it's It was for people who didn't have like a home computer or maybe their home computer was in too central a location. Um, yeah. But this is a place you can go to watch porn if you want to do that. You're And you're allowed to, to masturbate in a maybe even if you're lucky come in there? Yes, you are. Wow. Where does the arcade part come in? Um, is that just what they called them? Well, I'll I'll explain in a moment. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, so that's basically what it is. And you would think that these things would be gone by now, right? Because yeah. everyone has a phone. Everyone has a computer. We you all can, got a phone. We all got a bathroom. We all got a backwoods. Exactly. I could watch porn right now if I wanted to. Hey, free country, baby. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I thought you were going to pull your phone out of your pocket. Was that what that joke was? I wasn't about to, but it's over there. Oh, that, you um, fool. <laughs> Your porn uh, is inaccessible now. Um, what am I thinking? Yeah, so you would think they would be, but they're not gone, right? They, they still exist. Wow. Um, Let's go if, re- record a podcast there. That, that's actually an idea I had. <laughs> I think we should do that if we ask. Um, anyways, I decide to go to this thing because mm-hmm. I'm not doing anything. Yeah. Um, I'm a, a, a deviant. I'm a... Uh, a leech on society, so I figured, you know, this is the, these are where my people are. I should wait, go re- here. Wait, you really went there? Yeah, my brain stopped working for a second. Holy shit, that's awesome! No, I, yeah, I actually, I yeah. didn't recognize that. That's crazy. So though. it's <laughs> yeah. So it's like ten o'clock maybe by this point, and I get there. It's about half an hour away. I walk in, and so I I, I drive there right after drive there, and it's like in this. It's like it, it almost looks like. It's like Area 51 because it has this <laughs> weird fence around the parking lot. So It's so that none of the homunculi that people make with their sperm get out. <laughs> That's right. You have to keep those things, those beasts contained in the back. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I get there. I walk in. Immediately, there's uh, just a whole wall of porno DVDs. Let's go. Um, Never and- seen a porno DVD. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I guess. Why would you have? Yeah. Um, it's always been analog for me. <laughs> I'm listening to porn <laughs> wax cylinders. Uh, uh, they really did it right in the 1800s, didn't they? They did. It's um, a shame. That uh, Thomas Edison, <sighs> sexy voice. Good God. Gosh darn. Um, But they had a bunch of dildos, too. They had a bunch of sex toys, as you would guess. Can you? You, that you could buy and use in there? Uh, I guess if you wanted to use them in there, yeah. Were they for rent? <laughs> <laughs> they were They were uh, free, actually. It's just kind of a, it's an honor system. You just hang it up back on the wall once you're done. Oh, nice. Uh, you give it a little dip in the, uh, they have a sanitizer solution there. You just dip it in and then hang it back up. Wow. Um, that's, that's awesome. No, that's not true. Uh but there was there was a big thing. It, it was a turnstile, right? There was a big turnstile there, and there's it, it led to a back room. Mm-hmm. 
So I have to get change. I have to get three fives from the guy at the counter in order yeah. to put them into the turnstile. And this is like this is like something you'd see in like a subway, you know? Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I put my money in, and I I go in. the The green light lights up. I walk through the the turnstile. Yeah. Um, and I walk to a back room. Uh, it's kind of like off in a corner, but I find it. Uh, one thing I thought was weird was that there was a there was like a blackjack, one of those blackjack machines. <laughs> I guess if you're like there with a friend and they finish first, or you finish first, or something, you have something to do. Yeah. I don't know. Um, what if they put like DDR in there? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, there's no DDR near us. I've been looking for one. I would I would go to the porn house just for just to play some of that sweet sweet dance revolution. It can only be naked though. It has to it's <laughs> naked DDR. And that is the most efficient way to play. So I go to a back room, right? And on the on the back wall of that room, there's a big screen and below that screen there are a bunch of controls, right? There's an up arrow, a down arrow, and it's not just like one video playing; it's one video that's big, and then there are three on the side. Whoa! Too. Yeah, it's truly that that like meme of somebody with eighteen monitors. It at is the Department of Defense looking at porn. <laughs> <laughs> it's no, it's it's like um, uh, there were you could go through. There were like a hundred and sixty channels. It was insane. They're channels. Yeah. Is this playing live? It's not live. I think they're the DVDs. Oh. Um, I think there's like it's playing on repeat. Yeah. And then you can select the scene too, or whatever. Um, nice. But I get into this booth, and I notice on the right that there is a there's a hole in the wall. It's the, this is not a joke. This is not. You this, gotta this swear actually on happened. your life. You're not I, joshing I me. I swear on my life, I'm not joshing you. Did you do it? Well, I, at first I was like, oh, well, I can I can poke my my thingy through and get some sexual pleasure, right? Yeah. But then I turn to my left. Uh huh. And there's another hole. And that's when I realize I, I'm on the action end of this thing. Does anything – well, you it could be kind of a a chain thing. How wide is the room? It's pretty, it's pretty small. It's pretty narrow. Could one person um, use their mouth on one of the holes and then have their have – their there, No. And their dick <laughs> backwards <laughs> into the other hole. Uh <laughs> I mean, it's uh, if Mr. Incredible wanted was having trouble with uh, the Invisible Woman, maybe. Um, but that's the only scenario in which the, I can see that the working. The Invisible Woman in the Incredibles universe is his daughter. <laughs> uh, uh, wait, what's what's her name? <laughs> Mrs. Incredible. Is that what she's called? Talking. We have. Uh, Mr. Fantastic is the stretchy one in the Fantastic oh, Four. Oh, fuck me. Yeah, you're right. Mr. Mr. Fantastic, that's what I meant. Yes. <laughs> Not Mr. Incredible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. He could do it. So, uh, anyways, I, I turn back to my right. Uh, the hole is plugged. Oh, okay. There's a... Uh, you know what... Yeah. You know, you you get what that means. With a penis? Yes. The, the, there's a real live penis there. A real live penis there. Out and squirming. You're not joshing. I'm not joshing. Uh, this is not a scenario I imagine could happen to anyone alive today. <laughs> well, I know it. I, I know it must, but that's just my world does not collide with these interactions often enough. Right. You you don't you haven't come across many uh, glory holes in I'm your time. I'm not sure I've come across any 
Which is a shame, really. Neither have I up until this weekend. So Wow. And I really had to kind of seek it out. Yeah. No, well, I wasn't even seeking it out. It was just... This room didn't have a label for, like, dick sucking time? Not really. You know what else was weird? Was... Uh, I, 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 I got out of there as soon as I saw the penis, by the way. That's not what oh, I came okay. there to do. I left. I went to a different booth that was uh, pr- private. Yeah. Did not have the holes. But there were a bunch of guys just standing around. And I thought at first they worked there, but then I was like, there's no, this, this is like six or seven dudes. Oh, my God. They can't afford to pay all these people at least seven twenty five an hour. There's no way. Yeah. Um. So I'm pretty sure they were just there to like, like you could invite them into your booth with you or whatever. Um, which is, you know, cool, I guess, that that's oh, something nice. you can do. Um, Interesting. Is that not prostitution? Well, they're there for, they're doing it for free? Yeah, they're doing it for free. They're, they're doing it for their own pleasure. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Nothing illegal about that. It's just uh, a sin. So. <laughs> um, I should go to this place. No, no. Why? Because I got into my own private booth, and it was, there were tissues on the floor. Yeah. I went to change the channels. It was, like, slimy. Yeah. It like made me want to vomit. I I couldn't stay there. I I had to leave. That was fifteen dollars wasted. It was fifteen dollars. It was fifteen dollars. Yeah. Just to get just to get in the just door. Just to get in. Yeah. Wow. Um, now there were other back rooms that I didn't have access to. Um, as part of the main back room, so other thing they like hold events there. So I think we could, if we wanted to, we could record a podcast episode there if we if we <gasps> paid them enough how much i don't know we'd have to get into contact with them i kind of would prefer to do it in like the front room and uh maybe get some people on as yeah. guests coming in yeah be like hey what are you planning on watching today well they're not going to want to talk to us because like this is uh, like there's still you could when you walked in you could feel the shame the shame <laughs> hits you i can, i can imagine that vibe yeah you know i think we 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 just need to open things up. What do you mean? We gotta we gotta be more open as a society about this. There's no oh sh- sure. There's no shame in watching some hot hot sexy hot uh porn. Yeah. When, hey, if you want to do it with a buddy, you, you know what? Even better. Yeah. Great. When, when you did say porn arcade, I was imagining a they would be private booths because I think you know there's a limit to how much shame we do, we need to eliminate in our society. I think we can we can stand to masturbate outside of the public eye every now and then. Um, but I was imagining a, a bunch of Street Fighter cabinets that have been reprogrammed with Try Not to Come games. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, would I would have gone to that too for sure. That would be pretty. I would but I would happily go to that. It's like a challenge. Yeah, there can be a person. You know, it's still let's make it leave them two player. We can put a, a curtain in between maybe. Yeah, and you know, whoever comes first loses. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> High score, eight hours. <laughs> Oh my god, that's incredible. <laughs> Anyways, this also got me to thinking that uh, it's time that uh, comedians stop joking about sex and start uh, uh, being in porn. Because <laughs> oh. I was watching, I was wa- the, the the porn arcade thing got me on a big porn kick over the weekend. Mm-hmm. So I watched a few different like porn parodies, and they're all like bad. Like the sex is fine, but yeah. like the jokes are not funny. And I think that me and you need to change that. Okay, that can you know what? If here's we s- a promise. Okay. Episode one hundred will be the porn special. That's right, folks. If we make it to episode one hundred, um, and you are loyal listeners, 
uh, come along with us. Yeah. We will have sex on the podcast. I'll do this. Can we bring in another woman? Or th- or four or five. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I uh, I love you so, so much, but I am not attracted to penis that much. That uh, Yeah. Um, so we could do it for the pod, but I just wouldn't enjoy it as much as I could. Sure. Um, if you want to be a part of our harem, uh, email us at <laughs> all that in a glass of water at gmail.com. God, my parents listen to this show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Lily's mom, a- if you want to be a part of our harem. <laughs> oh, <shut the> <laughs> Uh, you know what? Shut the <laughs> up, Trevor. Don't, don't, don't talk about my mom that way. She has her own harem. She doesn't have room for you. Um, your mom's harem <laughs> sucks, and you know it. Okay? They fucking suck. All right. They fu- they fucking suck all the time. <laughs> uh, you know, I was with your mom the other day, and she gave me a while I blew out her. <laughs> And then we met this other guy, and she. <laughs> it was really JFK. Crazy. Yeah. He's yeah. back? Yeah. Wow. And he's in your mom. It's time for everybody's favorite segment. Which one are you going for? Say it. Trevor Lily saw a movie. Oh, thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. I'll be here every every Sunday for uh, ninety five more Sundays because I'm stopping right before the sex. We're gonna blue ball <laughs> the audience. All right, never mind. Uh, Lily saw a movie. I saw the new film. Uh, I did see this at AMC theaters. Thank you, AMC Stubbs. Uh, thanks for sponsoring again this week. Um, yep. I saw the new M. Night Shyamalan film, Knock at the Cabin. (laughs) Those are my feelings exactly. I was going to be very, very harsh on this movie. (laughs) Tell us, tell us about Knock at the Cabin. There's a, wait, wait, wait. Whoa. This is just like the hit M. Night Shyamalan film starring, uh, Dave Bautista, Jonathan Groff, uh, Rupert Grint was in it. Oh. Nice to see him doing more stuff. He hasn't really done any movies since uh, the old HP. Oh, uh, yeah. He was pretty good. Did he cast any spells in this film? Uh, he cast a spell on my heart. He played a uh, violent homophobe who dies. <laughs> 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 yeah, so spoilers for Knock at the Cabin. It, it made me mad. It was, it was one out of five, five thirsty points to start. Oh, no. But brief recap of this film, um, this couple and their daughter uh, are at a cabin and then a group of folks, including Dave Bautista and Rupert Grint, show up and they say uh, they have to sacrifice one person in their family or the apocalypse is going to happen. And then every time they say no, they kill one of their group, not the family, like Rupert Grint uh, gets murdered by Dave Bautista and company. So Dave Dave Batista is the one knocking at the cabin door. Yes, okay. he and he and his three compatriots are a little a little death squad okay. here to force these people to sacrifice someone to save the world. Well, not force; it's their decision, and they're like, if you don't pick someone, the world will end. Um, yeah, that's the premise. Is it true that the world will end? Well, that's kind of the question of the film. 
I don't know. It's M. Night Shyamalan, right? So you expect a twist. You go in expecting there's going to be some Sixth Sense twisty business. Um, the weird thing about this one is hearing that premise, if you had to guess, you know, you know, every time they say no, one member of the group's going to, one member of the knocking group's going to die. And then also, hypothetically, according to these people, um, if no one in this family is sacrificed, two parents and a, and a young daughter... The whole world's going to end. If you had to guess exactly how this film's going to go beat for beat, roughly, you could probably get a couple lines of dialogue in there. You could do it if you just assume it's as straightforward as possible. Right. Like, go for it. Wait, okay. So explain it to me again. <laughs> okay. Um, four people show up at the door. Mm-hmm. They say, one of you three, young daughter, two parents, are going to have to sacrifice yourselves. Mm-hmm. Every time you say no, one of us four are going to kill ourselves, basically. Uh, and then if you don't do it, the whole world will end. Every human will die. Okay. Um, my guess is uh, the first three of those, it's four people total coming to the cabin door, right? Mm-hmm. The cabin. Um, I'm going to say that at least three of them die because they don't choose someone quick enough. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to say the dad decides, okay, I'm going to sacrifice myself to save the last person and then the world ends anyways for some reason no okay (laughs) too twisty okay you thought hmm it sure would seem boring if exactly what they say will happen in the first five minutes does happen beat for beat huh so you thought oh there's got to be something in this film that's interesting no no wrong it's uh all four they keep saying no that's impossible the world can't end and then they get evidence that the world will end and then they say, hmm, does seem pretty convincing, but not yet. And then all four of the, uh, they're the horsemen of the apocalypse is the idea. All four of them die. And then they say, well, I guess we got to stop the world ending. And then they kill uh, one of them. And then the world doesn't end because they killed one of them. And then the roll credits. Oh. Yeah. Who do they choose to die? Um, it was the, the, it was two dads, which is a whole it has a weird political stance on that, not in a bad way, but in a in a strange way. See, that's that's what I was gonna ask if if the parents were uh, a man and a woman, because uh, at least from my cultural background, mm-hmm. clearly the 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 father is sacrificing yeah. himself. Like that's that's just, and maybe that's yeah. I mean, it's better than the daughter dying, obviously. That's um, that's the other thing. It's not even if we, because the, the only interesting thing possible to do with this, it'd be like, what are these horsemen doing? Why are they so convinced this is going to be the end of the world? Like, are mm-hmm. they right? But the movie just kind of takes that as fact. Like, yeah, they had visions of the end of the world. Uh, it is happening for sure. And then like it, it turned out to be true in, in universe. Um, but the, yeah, the, it, if they're like, yeah, this is true. We're going to make a decision. It's not an interesting choice because... I'm with you. Like the cultural norms would say, like, oh, there's, it's, it's basically not a choice if it were assuming it's a man and a woman. Mm-hmm. At least two dads makes it somewhat better. But yeah. like, daughter's off the table, obviously. Yeah. And it's just like, I was rooting for Jonathan Groff not to die because he was the better, the better actor of the two dads. In the end, it was like he got a concussion and he started getting visions of God. So he was like, I'm gonna die happy. Mm. And they were like, All right, shoot him. And I'm like, That's good enough for me, I guess. Uh, yeah, it'll be Jonathan Groff. Um, and then that's it. It's like, yeah, at no point was I like, oh, what are they going to do? 
because once it becomes clear the world is going to end, you're like, okay, uh, I'm going to be here for 30 more minutes and then one of the dads is going to die and then this is it. Yeah. Or the world, I, 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 I think it would have been more interesting if the world ended and they decided, oh, they, they're wrong and then the world actually did end. I think that would have been an interesting choice. Or, or one of them does die and then it's revealed that, uh, you know, they were actually from like a, a cult group or something. I don't know. Yeah, the it's based on a book, which all, I haven't read the book. All the reviews I read of this movie were talking about it and said the book fucking sucks, but somehow the movie made it worse. <laughs> um, and the ending of that one was they, in a little scuffle, they accidentally shot the daughter and she died. And they were like, oh, no. Well, See, that- at least the limb is over. Yeah. That's more interesting to me than what you just described with the dad oh, dying. Oh, yeah, already, but it gets even better. Okay. Now, they made the book sound pretty good, even though they were all qualifying, like, this book's terrible, don't read it. Mm-hmm. But they were like, and then, because it was an accidental death, they didn't willingly sacrifice her, it doesn't count. Oh. And now one of them again is going to have to die, and then the, the two dads decide if that's the universe's rules for this game, it's not a universe worth saving, and then they... They don't kill anyone, and the world does end. See, they get to live. That's also a fun thing. They just walk around the empty earth, which is kind of enjoyable. That is that is way more interesting to me than yeah. just one of the dads dying. I've, I've run out of thoughts <laughs> that I want to say on our comedy podcast because I could get more <laughs> serious about my opinions on like the politics of it and why it rubbed me the wrong way with how they use these gay characters. But I don't think that'd be funny. So let's... <laughs> Don't <laughs> don't see knock at the cabin. <laughs> don't see it. <laughs> don't uh, watch it. Between me and you, mm-hmm. s- someone knocks at the the podcast studio door right now and goes, "One of you has to die, or the world will end." <laughs> okay, yeah. Let's yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's say thought experiment right now. We have to hash out which one of us is dying. I think it should be you. I was also gonna say it should be me, so that works out really well. All right, Lily is now dead. <laughs> But the world is saved. Um, I didn't bake these biscuits, but I'm sure as hell going to eat them. The world, including Pillsbury biscuits. Thank you, Pillsbury, uh, for sponsoring our podcast. And thank you to the Pillsbury Doughboy specifically for acting as our child. (laughs) Because we cannot have one. That's Uh, right. We accidentally shot him just like in the book uh, that Knock at the Cabin was based on. Oops. Whoopsie doopsie, but it didn't count, and we aren't particularly sad. Nope, uh, especially because the shot went right through the little dough boy, uh, and and he's fine now. We just patched him up with more dough. That's right. It struck our our biological human child standing behind him. That's right, uh, and uh, he is dead. But we're going to be able to afford his funeral because... We got a, a message from Pillsbury. Okay. Uh, it's time for another segment of We Have an Excess of Knowledge, Please Help. This week's uh, uh, person we're giving advice to is Ryan from uh, Weddington, North Carolina. Uh, and Ryan. Beautiful town. Beautiful, absolutely beautiful, stunning dogwood trees. Um Ryan needs help today because he had a test recently and it did not go very well and he is feeling uh, stressed out about it. Lily, how do you deal um, with the crushing defeat of doing poorly on a test? 
I, uh, I was going to say I've been having a lot of experience with this lately. Um, I have not, not because I'm very good at tests, but because if I know I'm going to do bad on one, I don't take it. Um, <laughs> and you don't get the crushing defeat when you get that zero if you know it's because you didn't go. Yeah. Because you didn't try. Yeah. So my advice is stop trying, Ryan. <laughs> no, Ryan, that's bad advice and don't do that. Give up. Give up. I know you're in several math classes. I know you're good at calculus. Okay, um, you're never gonna you're never gonna be able to purchase land uh, if you show someone how what what the area under a curve is. You just can't. Okay? No. The way you get land um, is the, the goal of the question has shifted, <laughs> but I I appreciate it. Uh, well, you know, I mean, we got to think about what what are Ryan's goals here in taking a test right what do you want out of your good grades or lack thereof exactly what what's the consequences of this bad test really exactly that's my real advice examine what are the actual consequences you'll find they're not that big but uh i would disagree i think that uh the consequences are uh overbearing and huge and that uh if he fails another test he will uh be out on the streets so ryan the way you acquire land um is through uh pillaging or purchase um, now you're probably going to want to pillage, uh, because the purchasing requires money and you aren't getting any of that after that, after your results on that last test. No, no, no. There's no way we can trust you with money after you did so poorly on that math test. Quite frankly, the bank is going to stop you. That's right. So what you need to do is you need to go to your local metal uh, smith and you need to buy a big, big sword. Um, and you're going to want to knock on uh, a home maybe in a local neighborhood, and say, Hello. Uh, please give me all of your house and your land and your woman. Well, I uh, w- don't particularly want to, but what's that you got held behind your back there? Why, this this is a traditional English longsword. It could slay the largest beasts in all of... Europe and parts of Asia. You made one mistake coming here, Ryan. Oh, did I? I have the largest beast from South America here. (laughs) Here it comes, Ryan. Better run back to your math teacher and do better on that test. That's right. (laughs) Oh, this is unfair. My longsword is only one weapon, whereas the beast has two large fangs. I'll give you one (laughs) It talks like a goblin I'll give you one last chance to live, Ryan Only if you answer this question Okay What is the area of A circle? I could tell you the distance It would take to travel from London to Beijing That'll do It's 2,000 miles I'll I'll spare you today, Ryan. But if next time you fail a test, there are gonna be consequences. Well, folks, that's gonna be it for today's episode of All That in a Glass of Water. Uh, tune in next week, where we're gonna write a two thousand word paper. That's right. Uh, don't forget to email us your questions uh, at all that in a glass of water at gmail.com. There's still $1 on the table. Don't forget it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been your host, Lily. I've been your host, Trevor.
Goodbye, everybody. Sleep tight. Why don't you start calculating the area uh, of my ass? Exactly. Right?